The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know you are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. We are entering a great new season for praising and worshiping the Lord. So let's begin with prayer. Avinu Malkenu. Our Father and our King, we thank you so much for this season, Lord, of these appointed times, these holy days that you have ordained and we celebrate, Lord. We celebrate because these are your appointed times, appointments with you that you have placed in the book of Leviticus so that we could magnify you and exalt you. So, Lord, we thank you and praise you for the season. We thank you, Lord, for these times where we can see that Yeshua fulfilled these spring-appointed times. And so it reminds us of your faithfulness. We're blessed. I pray that this would be an anointed time and that people would be touched who hear this teaching. We bless you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So, yes, it is a great season, uh, hopefully for you and your church. I'm hoping that your church is having a Passover Seder. Uh, but if not, you can certainly call us. We'd be happy to come in and teach about Passover or lead a Passover Seder. Passover begins Friday the 19th uh, of April, Friday evening. And you can come to one of our Passover Seders. There's still time for uh, for you to order tickets, um, and feel free to call Karen. You know the drill, right? 813-831-5673. Also, if you would like to have your own Passover Seder at home and just want to order the uh, Haggadahs, the booklets that give you the order of service, feel free to do that at $3 each. Also, uh, let me mention to you that on May 5th, uh, on a Sunday afternoon at 4, uh, please put this on your calendar, let your pastor know, we're going to um, march, do the March of Remembrance. We march from the Florida Holocaust Museum in St. Pete to the park there by the water. Um, the purpose is to never forget the Holocaust, support Israel, stand against acts of genocide around the world, and basically, you know, raise awareness of the dangers of remaining silent. And and we hope to motivate people to pray for America, Israel, and obviously the world. So come bring your churches, make large signs saying, we'll never forget, uh, walk with us, 
or you can meet us at North Stroud Park for music and inspirational speakers. So find out more, get flyers, uh, pass them out for us. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. And for those of you who would like to send us a gift uh, to stay on the radio, we would certainly appreciate that. You can do that with Karen or uh, go to heartofmessiah.org. Before we start with today's teaching, let me mention to you that my wife and I went to see the movie Unplanned. Uh, it's a must-see, but you should bring people in your life who don't understand your pro-life position because it's such an excellent and impactful movie. So it's it, you just want to see it uh, and support it. Uh, great, great movie. There are a number of great movies coming out. Uh, this is an exciting time, so uh, don't miss this one. You you will you'll be pleased you saw it. Um, so our scripture that we're focusing on today is Leviticus twenty three fifteen and sixteen. It says, "Then you are to count from the morrow after the Shabbat or the Sabbath." From the day that you brought the Omer of the wave offering, seven complete Shabbatot, or uh, Sabbaths, until the morrow after the seventh Sabbath, you are to count 50 days and then present a new grain offering to the Lord, to Adonai. Now, if you were to follow this scripture, you would start counting the day after Passover. That would either be the evening of April 20th, uh, Saturday, because all, you know that all days begin the evening before, or any time on Sunday, April 21st, which is why you need to get your counting of the Omer booklets now, um, because you'll have them ready for uh, f- this weekend, right? This coming weekend. We have uh, them available. It's a 50-day devotional book available for you. They are $3 each. It includes mailing them to you. Uh, Call today. Leave a message. Um, Every day, you know, we count the Omer. We are reminded of a link that is between Passover, which you know is all about deliverance, and Shavuot, which you might know is Pentecost, which commemorates the giving of the first five books of Moses, and also, as you know, God's Spirit, as we find in the book of Acts. So the redemption from slavery, if you put these things together here, uh, the redemption from slavery was not complete until we receive God's Word. But it also reminds us that God's without God's Spirit, we don't have the ability to understand His Word, nor keep uh, his words. So um, it, it's it's really an exciting time to count the Omer because it, it directs us uh, in these 50 days between Passover and Pentecost or Shavuot. Uh, just so that you understand, uh, an Omer is a unit of measure. And on the second day of Passover, in the days of the temple, an Omer of barley was cut down and brought to the temple as an offering, right? So counting the Omer is part of participating in God's appointed times. Our purpose in counting the Omer is to draw closer to God each day by being obedient to his word. 
we should expect that our faith level will be raised each day in, in, in anticipation of what God's going to do in our lives and through us in the lives of those who are around us, our friends and our family. So each day you'll have a new scripture to read along with a thought, a challenge, and an opportunity to journal. So this year, the subject matter will be God's love, our love, praise, and prayer, and proclaiming God's word. So in the back of this booklet are a number of devotionals called Shabbat with Family and Friends, and we suggest you invite to dinner those who don't know the Lord and have a discussion with them led by these questions in the booklet. Plan today for your first Shabbat outreach meal. Oh, it'd be so cool. Uh, <laughs> each daily entry is short, so you don't just read it. Meditate on it. I pray this devotional will bring you tremendous blessings. So let me share with you day number one. We start with blessing God. This is typical in Judaism. We recognize God and thank him for what he has done. The blessings in Hebrew, but we also show the transliteration, which allows you to sound out the Hebrew with letters you'll recognize, which is helpful, obviously. And then you get the translation as well. So it sounds something like this. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kirishanu B'Mitzvotav V'Tzivanu Al Sifarat HaOmer. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the Omer. Then we say the following, which is actually the counting of the Omer each day. Today is the first day of the first week and day number one, I have counted the Omer. This is followed by a scripture. So, in this particular case, our first scripture is from Zephaniah 3.17. And it says this, Adonai, your God, is in your midst, a mighty Savior. He will delight over you with joy. He will quiet you with his love. He will dance for joy over you with singing. So, that's the scripture, right? Next, you have a short thought about it. Uh, it could be a thought from me or a quote from somebody else. Uh, today, it happens to be a thought from me. <laughs> so here's my thought. God loves us. He brings great joy and delight in his relationship with us. When we focus on him rather than our brokenness, we know how he feels about us. When we allow the discouragements of the day to block our relationship with him, we believe we're alone. We have been made in his image. What is, greater, what is a greater acknowledgement of his love than sending his son Yeshua to die for us and atone for our sins? So then, finally, I get to uh, get you to think and be challenged by the scripture and the thought. This is all part of the one-day devotional that I'm talking about. So the challenge for this one is, our challenge is to know God's love and be secure in that love each and every day. Besides studying Scripture for knowledge, let's meditate on Scripture that shows us God's love. 
Then praise him with thanks and proclaim who he is and what he has done. Will you take the challenge? So the last part of your daily devotional has a few lines for journaling. In this case, you might journal, I will take the challenge to meditate on Scripture that shows me God's love. I will take the challenge to praise and thank him each day for who he is and what he has done. Or write whatever God is showing you to write. But it's really helpful to journal. Now, that didn't take long, did it? Uh, Get one of these devotional booklets for everyone in your family. It will be I'm I'm hoping, look, it, even your children will enjoy it, especially if they're not sure of God's love for them. This is a great way to uh, give them their own quiet time booklet. I, I, I think it'll be great. Any rate, I had also mentioned that in the back of these um, devotional books are seven separate studies for your guests who might come to a dinner you have. After you recite the blessing and do the counting of the Omer, it has similarities to a daily devotion, but it has one major difference. So let me give you an example of one. First, the scripture, uh, Psalm 19, 2 through 5, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky shows his handiwork. Day to day, they speak night to night, they reveal knowledge. There is no speech, no words where their voice goes unheard. Their voice has gone out to all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In the heavens, he pitched a tent for the sun. So the thought is their voice. There is plural. Voice is singular. Think about it. We try to put God in a box of conventional thinking. But even if we were all geniuses, God would still look upon our collective knowledge and wisdom as mere foolishness. So the challenge is, can you recognize anything in your life that seems right, but according to God's thinking, it is foolishness? How can you know? But the thing that is different in this devotional is the discussion questions. So imagine that you're around the table with your friends and your family, and here are some of the questions that and the discussion that you can have. Number one, read other verses about God's power, including Genesis 1 about creation, Psalm 62, 11, Job 26, 14, Jeremiah 10, 12, Psalm 66, 7, and Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. And here we go. Number two, if God is all-powerful, then all your power must come from him. Okay, that, that would be an interesting thing to discuss. How about this one? Number three, if God is all-powerful, he can be involved in your life without you knowing or even comprehending it. I think that would be an interesting thing to discuss. How about four? If God is all-powerful, he can make the Bible infallible even if men wrote the words in it. Mm-hmm. You see where I'm going with this. Number five, if God is all-powerful, he can change the natural to the supernatural, like having a, a baby born of a virgin. 
So I believe these these discussion questions should lead you to a rather lengthy and fun discussion. At the end of the evening, you end with uh, the man of the household or whoever's leading that they should bless and pray over each person at the table. And uh, I think that even children would find this discussion interesting as people discuss some of the large questions. So I have seven different of those kinds of studies that you can use and and use uh, to question people, whether they're believers or not. I think the discussion would be extremely interesting. This is not only an opportunity for growth for you, but it's also an opportunity for many teachable moments without being like heavy-handed or pushy. Not to mention the fact that this is an opportunity to share your faith using a third-party influence so that, that, you know, you invite people over who don't know the Lord. It's a great opportunity to use this booklet to discuss the things of the Lord. So I'd get many extra devotional booklets for all the people you're inviting and all those in your family. Okay. Enough on counting the Omer, which I just, just for me is such a, an exciting time as we look towards Shavuot or Pentecost. But let's look at the holy day of Yom HaBikurim. Not very famous, right? <laughs> this is a feast in Leviticus that prophetically and symbolically looks at Yeshua being raised from the dead. Okay? There are actually two first fruit holy days. The first fruit celebration that occurs the day after the Sabbath of Passover is considered early first fruit. Then 50 days later, uh, as you call it Pentecost, I call it Feast of Weeks or Shavuot or the latter first fruits, uh, it happens 50 days later after we've counted the Omer. During the early first fruits, the first fruits represented by an omer of barley were waved before the Lord. During latter first fruits, the first fruit waved before the Lord included two loaves of bread, which we'll talk about some weeks later on. The day of first fruits, which I said, Yom Habikurim, also is called Sifarat HaOmer, which means counting of the omer. So Yom HaBikurim is the day of first fruits. Sifarat HaOmer is the counting of the Omer. Now, first fruits means, listen to this, a promise to come. You get it? It never, for whatever reason, well, I can tell you the reason, it never receives status of the holy days in Judaism because it's considered an ordinary work day. Even within Messianic Judaism, it doesn't seem to have great importance, probably because it's right after Passover when that's so important. But it should. Look, in the day Yeshua rose from the dead, this is important, right? Um, Let's look at why it's important. The resurrection gives us a glimpse of God's amazing power. We see this in 1 Corinthians 15, 54, and 55, uh, in, where we see that he takes the sting 
out of death and and he has victory over the grave and and so uh only he who created life can resurrect it after death and only he can reverse death itself so in in the resurrection here we get a glimpse of god's amazing power Secondly, Yeshua's claim to be the Son of God and, and Messiah is validated. It says in Matthew 16, 1 through 4, that this is a sign from heaven. His resurrection, seen by hundreds of eyewitnesses, we see um, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 8. It proves that he is the Savior of the world. Three, third importance. When Yeshua says, I am the resurrection and the life, uh, in John eleven twenty five, he claims to be the source of both. There is no resurrection apart from him. There is no eternal life apart from him. Yeshua is life, and that's why death has no power over him. And those who trust in him can share his triumph over death. We see this in 1 John five eleven and 12. Uh, we who believe in Yeshua overcome death. It's impossible for death to win. First um, Corinthians fifteen fifty three to fifty seven. Yeshua is the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. We see this in First Corinthians fifteen twenty. It says, "But now Messiah has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep." And as believers, we know that God became man, died for our sins, was resurrected on the third day. He lives and he sits today at the right hand of the Father, right? Hebrews ten twelve. And finally, the resurrection is the victory for every believer. Yeshua died, was buried, rose. Uh, look, 1 Corinthians fifteen three and 4 says he's coming again. Uh, the dead will be raised up, and those who are alive at his coming will be changed and uh, receive new glorified bodies, uh, 1 Thessalonians four thirteen through 18. Bottom line, the resurrection of Yeshua proves who he is. He is the sacrifice for us. He has the power to raise us from the dead. He has the power to give us eternal life. Look, I'm running out of time here, but I just want to remind you, you can get the Passover Seder booklets called Haggadahs. You can get the Counting of the Omer booklets. Each of those are $3 each. I I would suggest that you get many of them uh, so that you can give them out to family and friends and, and, you know, all the things we've talked about. Uh, They're $3 each. Would you call Karen at 813-831-5673, and she'll take care of all your requests. Also, you can get more information about our May 5th Sunday afternoon uh, March of Remembrance, uh, starting from the Holocaust Museum at 4 p.m. on May 5th, Sunday afternoon. We're, we're praying for churches to come out, synagogues to come out. This is something we can all get behind because we all want to say that uh, the, the genocide is, is something we should never forget and never allow again. So uh, when you go, you are saying all of that. So bring your churches and 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 uh, declare with us to never forget. Well, 
next week we're going to continue God's spring appointed feast discussion. I pray that God has touched your heart and that you would grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.